1: Welcome to the 100th episode of the IT Career Energizer podcast. As you can imagine, 100 episodes is a bit of a landmark for the podcast. And to celebrate, I decided to do something a little different. So joining me on today's episode is John Somers, who is my very first guest in episode one back in April 2017. But this time around, things will be a little different, as you're about to hear. It's great fun to do. So I really hope you enjoyed today's interview.
0: Hey Phil, congrats on 100 episodes. What an amazing achievement. The IT industry is growing fast and going through a heap of challenges. And it won't get better by accident. Thank you so much for playing your part in improving this industry that we all love. Thanks also for inviting me to be on episode 75. I hope you have a great show. Hey, congratulations on your 100th episodes, Phil. This is Will Bushy, author of Wired for Coding, and I was on episode number 25 well over a year ago. I had such amazing feedback from your audience after I was on your podcast. Keep up all the great work that you've been doing on helping inspire those young IT professionals and helping them get their careers off the ground. I'm looking forward to the next 100 episodes. Nice job, Phil. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. I am your... Your temporary host for today, for this uh, for this special episode, uh, John Sanmez, and I am turning the tables today, and I'm actually going to be interviewing Phil. So let me tell you a little bit about Phil, if you don't know already. Uh, Phil is an independent consultant who helps companies to implement software applications and systems that support their business objectives. Phil has worked for independent software houses as well as large corporate companies across industry sectors including finance utilities legal and fine art so uh, welcome to your own podcast phil yeah thank you yes (laughs) must feel a little bit weird sitting on the the other end of this huh
1: yeah absolutely so after doing well nearly 100 interviews it's going to be a bit odd being on the receiving end of the same question so yeah let's see how it goes
0: all right. Well, it should be good. Well, I have to say, you know, before we get started here, uh, you know, just congratulations on hitting 100 episodes, you know, as we, we were talking a little bit before, and and most people don't, you know, they don't stick it out long enough. So it's really cool. I was really excited when I saw your email asking me to to do this. I'm honored to do it. And uh, congratulations. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, thanks. I, I gather the average is about seven episodes of the, of the average podcast. So yeah, to get there, I, I didn't think I'd be anywhere near 100, I must admit. Very much looking forward to taking it forward as well.
0: All right. So let's jump into this here. So I'm going to follow your interview flow so your audience can get what you give here and and learn a little bit more about you. So uh, let's see. We got the bio, and I, I want to talk about one big and unique career tip. So what is your big career tip for everyone here.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I've listened to a lot of people give their own career tips. Um, and there are obviously a lot of common themes such as communication, networking, soft skills in particular, and um, the ability to self-educate as well. But, but for me, the one thing we don't necessarily cover a lot in these interviews is the the ability to look at your plans and goals in terms of where your career is going. So I, I feel personally that people need to set maybe a five-year plan in place in terms of where they're going obviously careers aren't linear they won't follow the path you you think you're going to take but being able to set that sort of guiding goal if you like uh, to enable you to to navigate your career I think is really important and it's something you should really go back and look at on a regular basis but also as well as that sort of long-term goal it's really important to set yourself um, maybe short-term or sort of immediate goals where you can start to help yourself in your career journey. So things like reading books, learning a new language, perhaps attending conferences, writing articles, and those sorts of things will help you in your career. So my major career tip is to really set yourself objectives and goals.
0: I love it. I love it. I, I, I agree with you. I think not enough people do this. And, and I agree with you about, you know, the point that it's not like you're going to go down that path. I mean, you set a five-year goal, it points you in the right direction. But you know you might end up somewhere else. But at least you're if you're not pointing in any direction, you're just floating out there,
1: exactly. And and you're yeah.
0: not gonna you're not gonna accomplish anything. So yeah, great tip. All right. So what about here your worst IT career moment? And don't yeah. don't hold anything back here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I won't. No. So I mean, there are several. Of course, everybody can say they have a number of worst moments, but there is always always one that stands out. And, and for me. It was probably quite early on in my career, probably sort of four or five years into my career. And I remember it quite vividly. It was a meeting where I was attending with a group of senior managers and their director. Um, and it was obviously, it was one of those times where a project we were working on wasn't going particularly well. And he was trying to corral the troops and find out or get to the understand what the real issues were. And this director asked a particular question, which he'd obviously been primed to do in a particular way, with a lot of technical um, wording in there. And I gave what I thought was an appropriate answer to that technical question. And you could see his eyes glaze over. And because he didn't have a clue or didn't really understand what I was saying. And rather than ask me to reframe it in any way, what he did was actually try to belittle me in front of probably about 15 senior managers at the time. He tried to make light of the fact that he didn't understand it by belittling me. So yeah, that was probably the worst moments I've had sitting in a meeting and experiencing that that sort of thing. And I suppose the one thing I've learned from that is really to understand your audience when you're actually responding to things like questions and, and being in those sort of um, situations. So yeah, I, I took it on face value and that was probably the wrong thing to do.
0: Yeah, I've been in a similar situation before. It, you, as you're describing that it, it reminds me of one of the the laws from Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power. The in fact, I think it's the first one, the never outshine the master. And even this, you know, in this case it's not it's not exactly the master, but but it, it's funny, anytime you get into one of those tangles with someone that is higher up, it doesn't turn out too well when when you, you do something that that makes them look bad.
1: I think they were, yeah, probably felt um, vulnerable, I suppose. And, and everybody in that room was his junior or reported to him. Um, and you could <laughs> I remember sitting there and seeing or feeling the gaze of like 15 pairs of eyes on me as it happened. And it's really a really yeah. unpleasant situation to be in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can recall one where I had, it was a similar situation. And the, the topic was basically like removing commented out code from source control and, it was like just an obvious thing to me. Like there's like, we have source control. We could go back, we could get the commented out code if we needed to. And, you know, I had replied back my nice technical, very well thought out answer. And <laughs> I was just looked at, like I, I, I basically got admonished and yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it happens, but it does. So uh, let's see, what do we got here? So how about your IT career highlight? What's the what's your greatest achievement? What's your victory, you know, your triumph?
1: Well, I suppose, I mean, I, I could talk about different projects and successes and, and those sorts of things. But for me, one of the things I'm probably most proud of is actually being able to help people in their careers. So um, being able to play a role in supporting and mentoring people, not necessarily as a deliberate way of doing things. But the fact that it has happened, and I've always taken an interest in the people who work for me and what they do, I'm, I'm quite keen to empower people and, and sort of guide them rather than sort of manage and oversee, if that makes sense. So that's probably the thing I'm most proud of from a, from a work perspective. But also, the podcast in particular has been over the last 18 months has been something I'm very proud of having put together and done. And yeah, being able to talk to so many great people on on the show has been fantastic. Really enjoyed that. So being able to put something out there into the world, which hopefully everybody else can benefit from, I think that's probably what I'm proud of most.
0: I was thinking you would probably answer it that, uh, you know, but it's good because it is such a great, great thing, great accomplishment. I, You know, I think so many people are afraid to put themselves out there and to share. And it's just awesome to see you doing something like this, creating the podcast and there's a lot of other developers, you know, that have followed suit, but I wish more people would step up and realize, you know, that, that yeah. contribution. Cause it's, it's, it's rewarding for you as well, right? It is. I mean, it's,
1: it is. yeah. Yeah. And getting feedback from people who listen to the show is also another great feeling as well. And being able to help as well. I do get asked your question now and again, um, and it's great to be able to give an opinion and, and, uh, help people out when they do have questions and problems.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's amazing, too, just the, the the idea that, like, I know when I first started out in, into the public space, I felt like, who am I to do this? And, you know, I think a lot of people feel the same way. And then it's like, no, but now look at you. You know I mean? You, you've you got this podcast. You've got 100 episodes. Like, you're out there. You're doing it. Didn't need permission. You just do it. And then pretty soon it becomes a thing. So
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny. I mean, just going back to when I started this, it wasn't something I, I necessarily planned on. And I didn't know a lot about podcasts two and a half years ago. I came across podcasting pretty much by chance. You know, literally an email dropped into my inbox from somebody I knew said, hey, you might want to check this podcast out. And yeah, I, I became hooked at that point. And, I, and um, listening to people like Johnny Dumas, who I believe you've been a guest on Entrepreneur on Fire.
0: Yeah, yeah a couple of times. Yeah.
1: So yeah. Again, so he was one of the reasons why I decided that this was something that potentially I could do. So, yeah, give it a go and see what happens.
0: Yep. Awesome. Awesome. So what is one thing that excites you about the future of a career in IT?
1: For me, I think that probably the most important thing or the most thing that excites me is really the fact that there are so many possibilities of things that can be potentially achieved with um, technology. Technology is integrated into our lives probably more than any ever time has been. The genie really is out of the bottle and it's an era of technology and, and innovation. And I think really the boundaries are almost limitless. We just don't know how far we can take it. And so there will be opportunities that we can't even conceive that will come up in the, in the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's true. It's it's amazing. Just, I was just talking to someone about how, you know, they're saying, oh, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see self-driving cars and, and whatnot. And I was saying, well, you know, like, how weird would it have been 10 years ago to get in a car with a complete stranger and they yeah. drive you somewhere? It's like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, like
0: you would have said, that's crazy.
1: funny you mentioned that. I read an article this week, and I think it was entitled something along the lines of, you may have already bought the last car you'll ever buy. And it was all about autonomous vehicles and self-driving cars, as you say. And they used a comparison, I think it was, of the horse-drawn carriage and the automobile and obviously the um, Model T. And they showed, I think, pictures of New York in 1907. And they showed there was a a street and it was primarily, there must have been 40 or 50 horse-drawn carriages and one car. And then they showed a picture of the same street 13 years later. And it looked like it was just full of Model T Fords. And that's how quickly innovation can change. So the the whole principle of that article about autonomous vehicles was the fact that innovation can happen that quickly.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll be exciting to see Like I said, no, no one will know what exactly how it's going to happen. So
1: Exactly. But that's the big thing, isn't it? It's, It's always unknown.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's see, we are at the point of doing the quick fire short answers here. So What first attracted you to a career in IT?
1: Yeah, so it's probably similar to many people of my generation, I suppose. For the girls? I didn't do it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) no, no, quite. No, okay. But um, (laughs) it was going to university, doing a course, which had nothing to do with technology whatsoever, but there was was, uh, an element of finding out about computers at the time. So, um, unfortunately, my my interest definitely moved away from what I was doing, which was building surveying more towards the technology of things like AutoCAD, which were running on Unix systems and and, and getting a feel for what it was all about. So by the time I left university, I was torn between, do I progress with my uh, building surveying path or do I change course completely? And I just didn't know what to do, to be honest. So I took a local job with um, a small pharmaceutical company And they were implementing a brand new system through a small software house. And on the back of that, I got involved um, in understanding what they were doing. And the uh, software house offered me a job on the back of it. And that's how I got my break into IT. So yeah, completely unplanned, but I'm very pleased that it happened.
0: Awesome. Yeah, just stumbled right into it. A lot of people have. It's, It's interesting. Okay, what is the best career advice that you've ever received?
1: This is somebody I've actually had on the podcast. I won't necessarily name who it is, but somebody I've worked for on more than one occasion. And he didn't say it in exactly these words, but the the advice from him was it's all about the delivery of the message Hmm. and being able to bring your message to life. So using stories and examples and, and really getting that engagement through that process. So if you deliver something, a message which is very technical and dry, you won't necessarily get a response or the engagement that you need. So use stories, examples, whatever it might be to sort of put some color around the message you're delivering. I think that's my biggest career advice I've received.
0: I like it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that too. Soft skills are key. So if you were to begin your IT career again, right now, what would you do?
1: So I think that the thing is there is so much you can do. So for me, I'd be trying to try as many different things as possible before actually making my mind up and attending conferences in particular, listening, learning, and evaluating what you hear. I think that's what I'd be doing. And also focusing less on the actual technology more about solving problems because technology changes all the time as we know but the way that you apply what you know to delivering a solution i think that's probably the most important thing and that's what i'd be focusing on
0: uh, yeah unfortunately it takes some time to figure that out
1: it in, does in career. But, exactly yeah
0: uh okay what career objectives are you focusing on
1: we've touched on parts of this so um Growing reach and influence, I think, is one of my my key objectives. I want to help as many people as I can uh, in their career development, particularly in the, in the uh, tech arena. Another thing I've got on my list of things to do is get my first book out. It's something I started a year ago and then put on hold. I need to get back to sorting that out and just keeping on with the podcast, improving it and evolving it and uh, making it the best I can. So They're really my key objectives at the moment.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely like the idea of getting your book out. Books, books are definitely, they're not big money makers, but they definitely help with what you said your objective is, which is spreading that awareness and that reach for sure. Yeah. All right. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career?
1: I think really it's one skill that maybe gets missed quite a lot is, is listening. Too many people are just waiting for their say particularly in meetings. And I think the ability to actually listen and think about what you're hearing before responding is is a really good skill to develop. And I do catch myself occasionally not. And it's something I'm very keen to make sure that I think about before I, I open my mouth and and uh, make myself look like an idiot.
0: A lot of people are just waiting to for, for someone to finish so they can speak.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and it's really hard to listen when you're doing that. So, but that's good, Hey, eh? It's good practice. You know, you, you've got definitely developing the skill of being a podcast host, because you, you've got to spend a lot of time listening so you can ask the good questions and and follow up,
1: so. Yes, exactly.
0: All right, we are on to the grand finale here. So I want you to share a parting piece of advice I think that that I could probably answer this one for you. Uh, I think your listeners should continue to listen to your podcast. But <laughs> but what else? What else should they do to stay in touch with you? I don't know. Is there another place? Is there another? I, I wish we could just promote your book right now. Maybe you've got a mailing list.
1: What well, it would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, that'll have to come later.
0: <laughs> How about a mailing list? You got an email list? Should we get get them on the email list, Eric?
1: No. So this is all things to come. So. um I think by the time this goes out, that may well be in place. So I won't talk too much about that because that's another thing going on. But in terms of a final, I'll give a final tip before we we finish up. So one thing I want to make sure people really understand is that it's your career. You may be working for an organization or a company that has annual reviews and appraisals, and they're typically aligned with company objectives and and therefore what you need to do to grow your career within that company. But in the wider view of what your career is, you need to think about what you want and take ownership and responsibility of your own career. And it's only you that can make it happen. So it really is, you need to focus and look after your own interests as much as anything else. The company will only take it so far. You really need to be on top of it and and taking control.
0: I love it. I, and I 100% agree. I think so many people are just expecting that their employer, their education, their college, whatever it is, is going to provide them with everything that they need and put them on a plan so that they can grow and develop. And it's so untrue. You have to be the one who decides that you're going to check and you're going to make sure and you're going to make sure that you're getting what you need and, and moving in the direction that you want to move because no one else is is watching out for you. Even you know, uh, no, you don't need a, You're not going to have a babysitter. So yeah, totally agree with you, hundred percent exactly all right phil well thank you for uh being such a great guest on your own podcast here (laughs) not causing any trouble so uh yeah it's been fun and and again you know uh it's an honor that you asked me to do this and congratulations this is awesome I, i i wish you well and and you know get that email list up get that book out there it's awesome to see what you've done and i wish you future
1: success great thank you john really do appreciate you uh Taking the time to interview me. Hi there, it's Kent C. Dodds here, and I'm just here to
0: congratulate IT Career Energizer podcast on making 100 episodes. Holy mackerel, that is a lot! Congratulations. Good luck on the next 100.
1: Thank you for listening in to the hundredth episode today, and my thanks to John Somers for being my guest interviewer. You can find full show notes for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website at ITCareerEnergizer.com E100. I'm really looking forward to bringing you further episodes into 2019 and beyond. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career.
0: Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit ITCareerEnergizer.com.